Greetings, everyone. I'm Vernon Sheridan, and this is the Traveling Pulpit. I want to thank you for listening today, and also I want to wish the, the, the dads, the men who are dads, the men who are who uh, the world calls stepdads, a uh, very happy Father's Day. You know, I believe steps are made to be climbed, and if you are responsible over a child's life that is not yours, you are that child's dad. So happy Father's Day to you. Uh, happy Father's Day to the dads who are no longer with us, but are spending their Father's Day in heaven. Uh, just want to say happy Father's Day to them as well. On today, I want to talk about something that keeps in line with the theme of Father's Day. Uh, I want to talk about a very special man who who is the father of generations. Uh, not not God. God is the father of all creation. Uh, he gave life to to the man so that the man can create men. And I'm talking about the man Abraham, who who had two men, uh, a man named Ishmael and a man named Isaac. Now the topic of today's message is the promise and the purpose. Uh, I want to talk quickly and briefly about the promise and the purpose because it coincides with how men are today. Um, God came to Abram uh, before he was Abraham, before he made this covenant with, with God. Uh, he was called Abram and Abram had no children. He had a servant uh, traveling with him who he thought would be the heir of his house by a man by the name of Eliza from of Damascus. But God told him, uh, it's found in Genesis chapter 15, God told him that a child born from his body would be his heir. And so, so uh, God took Abram outside and let him look into the heavens and see the stars of, of heaven. And he told Abram, if you can count these stars, that's how many uh, generations uh, of, of offspring that you will have. But Abram was unable to count the stars in the sky. We know that. And so, and so because of that, the generations that come from Abraham are many. They are many. Now, from that, we can either uh, draw ourselves back to Abraham or I mean, uh, not Abraham. We can draw ourselves back to Isaac or we can either draw ourselves back to, to Ishmael. You see, there are a lot of people out there who want to look at 23andMe, uh, DNA.com. They, they want to look at, you know, SwabMyCheek.net, uh, you know, to find out where they come from or who they are. Well, I can tell you. That you come from either one of these sons, you are part, you are come from, you come from Isaac or you come from Ishmael because we all have the same earthly, earthly lineage. And that is through Abraham. Uh, re really quick. I want, I want to shoot through these scriptures because these scriptures go from Genesis 15 to Genesis 20. And we're going to be looking at the promise, which we've already received, but we're going to look at the purpose, which is about to happen over in chapter 16. Sarah, Abram's wife, had no children. She was not able to bear him any children, but Abram did have the promise from God that a child would come from him. Now, if a child is given from him, then it automatically should be assumed that it would come from his wife. You would think that because this is what we understand, but 
there was a different understanding or a different interpretation uh, back then. So Sarah told Abram, since I'm not able to give you any children, you take my service, my handmaid, my handmaiden, Hagar. And so listening to his wife rather than listening to God, Abram went into Hagar and conceived with her. And then when Hagar found out that she got pregnant and Sarah wasn't, then she began to turn her nose down at Sarah. So Sarah got upset. When she got upset, she came to her husband and she blamed her husband. She blamed her husband. Right here in, let me find it. It's in Genesis 16, uh, chapter 5. I mean, uh, ch uh, chapter 16, verse 5. And Sarah said to Abram, may the wrong done to me be on you. How is it Abram's fault? Because he listened to you rather than listen to God and, and did something that God didn't tell him to do. But all of a sudden, it's his fault. So Abram, he turned the table. Abram didn't argue with his wife. He, he didn't quarrel with her. He didn't even raise his voice. He told his wife this. In, in verse of uh, verse six of chapter 16 of Genesis. But Abram said to Sarah, behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarah dealt harshly with her and she fled from her. Hagar, Hagar fled from Sarah. See, that's the purpose. When you have something that God has given you, but you feel that you can do it better than what God has given to you. That's the purpose. Because a purpose is without promise. Because you're going to take God's promise and then you're just going to ball it up and throw it away. That's what a purpose is. That's all a purpose is. You've been giving something directly from God that you're going to directly ignore. That's a purpose. So he purposely slept with this woman for pleasure. Because he listened to his wife thinking that that he was going to do God a favor. He was he was he was going to help God along. And that is our problem when we feel like God has given us something but God is taking too long. This the, the calendars are too short. The the days aren't long enough. You know, my my money doesn't stretch as far as far, far as I want it to. So I'm going to go here and I'm going to help God out rather than listen to God, rather than hold tight batten down the hatches and dive into the word of God. We want to jump out and do God a favor. God didn't need Abraham to do him no favors. He certainly didn't need to need, need Sarah to do him no favors. Why? Because God was building a miracle. He was building something. And Abram went and messed it up simply because he listened to his wife. Or we think he messed it up, but actually he didn't. Let's continue. The angel of the Lord, verse 7 of chapter 16 in Genesis, the angel of the Lord found Hagar by a spring of water in the wilderness. And he said to Hagar, Hagar, servant of Sarah, where have you, where, where, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress, Sarah. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are pregnant. You shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, 
his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. So you see what the purpose has done? The purpose has, 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 has made a child illegitimate out of wedlock. He does not have direct access to the promise because this child is not the child of promise. This child is the child of purpose. And when you do things out of God's order, you mess up the, 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 the whole structure of things. And that's what's going on here. This child is not the child of promise. Even though some of our brothers who, who believe that Ishmael is the, is the promised son, they see things differently, which is why they believe differently. But we got the promised son and he is coming. So over in chapter 17, real briefly, the covenant is given. The covenant of circumcision is given where Abram and Ishmael and every male member of Abram's household has to be circumcised, which means on their foreskin of their penis has to be removed. That is the covenant with God. And so what God did was God uh, uh, showed Abram uh, that Every man in his household or, or, or who, who he's, who he's, in, who he is in control with or in control of, um, they have to be circumcised. If they aren't, then they are to be cut off from their people and they are not to be recognized as part of the covenant. So we're in 17, uh, chapter, uh, chapter 17 of Genesis verse 15. And God said to Abraham, as for your wife. You shall not call her Sarah, but Sarah her, shall be her name. I will bless her and moreover, I will give you a son by her. Now, God could have cleared all that up early on in chapter 15 when he said, when he said this just now. He could have cleared all that up. But see, God don't work that way. God don't need us to know everything. Some things are need to, are needed to be to be given and received in faith. And you see, why would a married man listen to his his married wife about sleeping with another woman? That don't make sense. But see, back then, I can't I can't make excuses. I mean, it wasn't right then. He should have never did it. He should have listened to God. But sometimes we get in our mind, as I said before, to help God out. God taking too long. He moving too slow. He not moving fast enough that we're going to help God along the way. We're we going we gonna to move things forward. You know, we're going to put this number down and try to get a number closer to cl closer to, to being called up to the register so we can so we can have our problems dealt with. That's what our problem is. But 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 God said, I will bless her and she will become. And she, and, and she will become nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed to himself. Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? Shall Sarah, who is 90, 90 years old, bear a child? And Abram, and Abram said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No. He said, No. Chapter 19 of, of, I mean, of, uh, verse 19 of chapter 17, God said, no, 
but Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac, the child of promise. See, it may seem like things got out of control or they got out of hand because the purpose came before the promise, but God said no. The promise son is the one that's going to lead his people, that's going to lead the generations of people that call on the name of the Lord. Verse 20. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and multiply him greatly. He shall be, he shall father 12 princes and I will make him into a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you this time next year. What else can you say? That Ishmael is the father of 12 princes, not tribes, princes. When you look at certain religions in the world or other religions in the world, they follow the princes. We follow the tribes. You see the they and them, the us, the us against the we against them, you know, the us against them. We're, we're, we're still brothers. We're still sisters. We're still all one under God, but they believe different than what we believe simply because we believe the promise and the promise is just given that his name shall be Isaac from his wife, Sarah, his wife, the woman that he has been enthroned to. Yeah, he married. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So 18, in fact, in fact, yeah, let, let's let's go to 18 and, and, and let's come down to to uh, verse 18, chapter 18, uh, verse nine. They said they, they said to him that angels ha have come um, to, to visit with Abraham and they're looking for Sarah. They said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, she is in the tent. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah shall Sarah, your wife shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, advancing years. The way a woman had ceased, the, the way, the way of woman had ceased to be with Sarah, meaning, meaning that her, her uh, reproduction has, has, has stopped. So Sarah laughed at herself saying, after I am worn out and my, my Lord is old, Shall I, shall I have, I, I have, shall I have pleasure? And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, shall I indeed bear a child now that I'm old? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I'm asking you that. Do you believe that? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? You ask him for something, but then you go out and you do it before he has a chance to give you an answer or even provide for you. So I ask you, is there anything too hard for the Lord? At that appointed time, I will return to you. And about this time next year, Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, no, but you did laugh. Let's go over to, to chapter 20, where we'll finish up. Chapter 21, I'm sorry. The Lord visited Sarah 
as uh, uh, chapter, verse chapter 21, the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord said to Sarah, as he had promised. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age. At that time of which God had spoken to him, Abraham called the name of his son who had been born to him from Sarah, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old and as God commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. And she said, who would have said Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. The, the truth of the matter is that nothing is too hard or impossible for God. We struggle every day to try and figure out how we're going to get through the day when the promise has already been given. But we spend too much time looking at the calendar. We spend too much time looking at the clock and we don't spend enough time looking for the Lord. Because we feel that the Lord cannot help us in our situation, that we can do it better, that, that, that we can plan it better, that we know better. But when we move before the promise, we are doing it for a purpose, and that purpose always leads to a problem. These two young men who did not ask to come here are now here. One came by way of purpose. Now it's a problem. But the other one came as the promise. And that promise still holds true to this day. That whatever the Lord has promised for you in your life, hold on to it and wait. Do not look at the calendar as if the Lord has forgotten you. Do not look at the clock as if time will run out because as long as we are a part of this world, God has a plan for you and that plan will be fulfilled in the time that he has designed for it to happen. Because one thing I want you to remember uh, from this message is that God is not controlled by a clock, nor is he held in a box by a calendar. That's us. That is us. That is our fallen nature. It is the fallen nature of man that 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 Sarah uh, put into her husband's head that he needed to sleep with her handmaiden that brought forth uh, the problem from 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 the purpose. We get so we get so ahead of God that we think that we're doing him a favor when he does us favors, when he blesses us. I'm sorry, not faith, but when he blesses us. When he gives to us the things that, that we need, uh, some of the things that we want, but we are a part of this fallen world system, just, just like, just like, just like Abraham was. And we want the things of this world, just like Abraham did. We are no different than Abraham, but we have to make a choice. Are we a part of Isaac or are we a part of Ishmael? There's a big difference in that. There is a big difference in that. And if you continue reading on, you'll see what that difference is because Christ came from the line of Isaac 
and not the line of Ishmael. But there are so many other things that goes into that, that I won't get into that right now. But I just want to thank you for listening to this message today. I appreciate you uh, uh, taking time out of your busy day to, to listen to this message on the go. Uh, I want to thank all those who who uh, who helped make this uh, possible. You know, I, 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 uh, I am on I can be found on Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast and Radio Public. Um, and I just want to uh, spend send another shout out to the dads um, who are dads. I want to send a, a special shout out to my dad who is now uh, with the Lord. Uh, he has been a great inspiration in my life. And he has left a legacy upon me. Uh, he always told me one thing, don't be like me, be better than me. And for my entire life, I tried to be better than him, but he was always one step ahead of me. And so for that, I understand uh, what he means by that. So if you are responsible, uh, if you're not a, a, a blood relative to a child that you're raising, uh, you are still that child's dad. And you still raise him as your son because you don't know who you're raising. Just ask Joseph and Mary. Uh, you don't know who you're raising. You don't know what type of specialty uh, or gift that child has. So uh, with that said, I just want to uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. Don't forget to join me on Wednesday for a new message. Uh, it will be the refuel and recharge message. And I look forward to doing this with you on next Sunday for another brand new message. And uh, I love you. You be safe out there on the highways and byways and tell somebody about Jesus. They need it. And so do you. God bless you. Goodbye.